Talks. Hello and welcome to Talking the Talks, a podcast where we'll spend five or ten minutes talking about fascinating toxicants. Today we have Reed, who's here to talk to us about ammonia. How's it going, Reed? Not too bad. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Um, so ammonia, you know, maybe my favorite nitrogen species. Uh, what drew you to it? Uh, so for me, I'm a big avid outdoorsman. I like fishing, like hunting and all that. And I've kind of recently got a little concerned about the amounts of ammonia that might be in our waterways with the increase in population in urban centers and small towns that are connected to our waterways. Yeah. Uh, so I figured might take a look into that, um, see if there's any way that we could be able to shorten or reduce the amount of nitrogen that goes into our waterways and not negatively adverse fish habitat and fish themselves. So how's the ammonia getting in there? So the two main sources that I've found is through sewage effluent release and agricultural runoff. Right. So the sewage effluent might be a little hard to control. Like there are new techniques kind of being used trying to control that. But the biggest one that we'd be able to control would be the agricultural runoff. Right. So when farmers go in and spray, or not spray, but applicate their uh, fertilizer, so urea, MAP, stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> if there's a heavy rainfall after that, let's say, and runoff, get to our waterways, and then now it's in our systems where we pull drinking water from, fish live, fish are quite sensitive to this, so... Yeah. yeah. It feels like one of those things that farmers would kind of be on board with, too. Just because if they spent, you know x number of dollars put it on 250 pounds per acre and only have 100 pounds per acre of it's actually going to the plants the rest of it's in the in the river they're out that money yeah no for sure it's it's definitely something that i think uh farmers would be able to get on board with if there was methods that we'd be able to able to reduce the amount of runoff that would come off their fields like if they had buffers or something around their fields that might be able to catch some of that right or they have uh, specific drainage ditches in their fields that keep the water on their land that have that nutrients and not just run off yeah, so. I feel that's spoken like a true Manitoba boy there. Yeah. Drainage ditches. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, I've hit a fair few of them with my sleds. So. Yeah. Um, so then we have this ammonia. It's coming from these two sources, you know, either wastewater from the towns, runoff from the agricultural fields. Mm-hmm. We see a buildup in the river. What effect is that having? So the effect that that would have would be on fish populations that reside in that uh, waterway. So how it works is like the... Ammonia will go across the gills and it will basically suffocate them and then it'll turn into uh, hyperplasia. So it'll cause hyperplasia in fish in the gills. What's hyperplasia? Uh, it's deterioration of the uh, like the meat in their gills. Oh, like yeah. all their The tissue? Yeah, the tissue. That's yeah. the word for it. Yeah. Yeah. So it deteriorates all their tissue and then they can, can't be able to uh, filter that oxygen out of the water. Right. And then it suffocates them and it could also cause like if there's a big acute exposure let's say in the fish's waterway uh could attack their nervous system and create convulsions and then they wow. just go erratic and they yeah. eventually just die from that i've never heard so, of it you would have to try pretty hard to get an acute ammonia exposure but that's, yeah that's wild if you would but yeah i mean like they're like so the study that i looked at there was salmon was affected they did it on salmon right. and they found that they had all these convulsions in like quite low levels. It was so they were exposed to 0.04 milligrams per liter. So when you think about it, that's quite a low concentration of ammonia in that water. Yeah. And that's already causing these effects that cause these fish. Yeah, to that's die. super low actually. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so then what's what's being done about it? Uh, so right now the biggest thing is monitoring the waterways. 
So whether it's comparing above and below where the sewage effluent would be released, um, and then monitoring further downstream, seeing how it's building up or if it's dissipating. Right. Because there's two but forms. Diluted down. Yeah, because there's yeah. two forms of ammonia. There. The one that I looked at was NH3, which is unionized. Right. And then once it's ionized, it turns into NH4, ammonium. Right. And which that that is more safe to fish than it is ammonia. Oh, interesting. So if, if the ammonia ionizes, uh-huh. it turns into NH4, and then it's relatively safe. Right. But if it stays in that unionized form, that's when it becomes a problem. Okay. So there's lots of monitoring being done, and then different techniques being used to uh, c- treat the sewage effluent that's being released. Right. Just try to get that uh, amount of nutrients making way into the river yeah. reduced. Yeah. It's trying to stop that from getting in there. Awesome. Well, out, I, guess. I mean, that's something definitely to think about in terms of ammonia and then and then fish populations, right? They yeah. seem kind of intrinsically linked. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like there's like the most affected species are trout species and salmon species, just because they're more used to that uh, pristine water conditions. So yeah. if anything comes in there, you know, it's going to affect them more. Fish can be affected at like 0.5 to one part per million. They'll be affected, and then fish will start dying at two parts per million. Right, so really low concentration. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot yeah. for to have these adverse effects. Right. If someone's listened to all this, what do you hope they take away from this? Like, what is their, um, what do you hope you've inspired them to do? I hope that there's, you know, a turn that if there's people listening to this, they take away that there is things that we'd be able to do to reduce the nitrogen inputs into our uh, systems and to try to reduce that. Like, the big one is agricultural. Like, all that runoff coming in there. So if we could find ways to stop that runoff, keep it on the land, or reduce the amount of application but still have the same results. Right, better the, efficacy. Yeah, yeah, it just would benefit the system as a whole. Or by using cover crops instead of uh, synthetic fertilizer application to get different nutrients into the ground. Right, I, I so we, we just need to get less ammonia in our waterways. It's yeah. a major concern for fish populations. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, Reed. I appreciate you stopping in here the pod and, and telling us all about it. Yeah, thanks I for having hope, me. I hope our listeners stick around and listen to another episode about another fascinating talk skit. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Talking the talk with tusks. Good. I actually got a job fighting uh, fires. Oh, really? In Sunworth Parks, Canada, yeah. <laughs>